Welcome to the Scaling Creative Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. I wanted to start with a quote. It's actually one of my favorite quotes. Alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. Helen Keller. Such a good one. And it's relevant today because we're talking about relationships and the fact that they make or break your business. We're going to talk about relationships in the workplace. And then also relationships with clients and just in general, working with people in business. So first and foremost, how are you guys? Doing good. Good, good. Doing great. Excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody have any exciting news? I know Mindy. Yeah, we bought a house, so Yay! the packing process has started. Mm, so the worst in the world. I know, <laughs> absolutely. And we have a little tiny place, so it there's no avoiding chaos. Yeah, but that makes it easier. It's much easier than packing up a ten bedroom house. True. That you, that, True. And have you? Not that I've ever had. <laughs> no, but I've I've moved twenty nine times in my life in thirty four years. Are you kidding me? No, dead serious. My parents. Uh, wow. Have a slight problem, and then I. Kind of, <laughs> and then I kind of a. Uh, became that I did we well we moved a lot in Arizona when I lived there for three years but only because we were living with other people for a little bit mm. so but yeah over it might be over 29 actually wow. now but wow so I've packed and unpacked so many times which is why I hate it so much yeah. which is why it's so hard to help people move because I've just done it way 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 too much yeah but realistically I don't mind the the physical moving okay like I don't mind moving boxes in and out of a truck I hate the packing mm. and the unpacking yeah. Great, we'll sign you up to help us. That's fine. I, I, don't, I don't mind l- literally moving stuff. Like yeah. that part of the move is not that bad. Once you get there, it's like yeah. you're done. I feel like it's just when your life is, is uh, like all in boxes and disorganized, you get like, uh, I get yeah. worse. And I oh, wait yeah. to the yeah. last second because I hate mm. it so much. Like we're yeah. moving that morning. I'm like just packing up my, my office. <laughs> that morning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the worst. I don't think anybody likes moving. No. Mm, no. I love, you, going, I love a new house though. If yeah. you really like moving, I, I kind of want to hear from you. Comment below. Tell us that you are weird. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh great. my! All right. Well, let's let's dive into this. All right. So we're gonna go kind of through the why, the what, and the how. Are you guys f- familiar with Simon Sinek? His yes. why? Mm-hmm. I love love that book. So, and it really, why it's important to have good relationships. And we're going to touch on both in the workplace and then too, just within clients. But a couple of things that I had written down or that I personally love to talk about is that human beings are, we're naturally like social creatures mm. and relation. We were created to work and be in community with one another. And so I think that the better that your relationships are, the happier and the more productive you're going to be, which mm-hmm. is why it's so important to have good camaraderie mm. within the workplace. And I think leaders that recognize that ha- have stronger teams mm-hmm. when you're happier, you're more productive. But also, too, it allows, uh, I think, good relationships give you freedom, like in space in your brain, because when there's a there's an issue, it takes up a lot of mental energy. And so when you have good, healthy relationships... It just gives you more freedom. But why Why do you think relationships are so vital to business? We're going to just kind of bounce around a few different ideas about the why. I feel like something's burning in you right now, Scott. You were talking about business first? We can talk about business first. Or is that what we're talking about, is business first? Yeah. I mean, I think you you can never sell anything to someone that doesn't like you. Mm. Well, you in can. A, but... In a nutshell. <laughs> I mean, to a point. I mean, yeah. everyone... 
would much prefer to do work with someone that they know and like Mm -hmm. more than not. Mm -hmm. And we touched on that in the personal branding side. It's the same thing that Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's really hard to get business from someone if you're looking at that side of the relationship. Mm -hmm. If someone just doesn't like you or doesn't like your company or doesn't like what you stand for Mm -hmm. because of a relationship, you have no chance of the work. Mm It doesn't matter if you have the exact product they need, they'll look for another one. Yes. So in a nutshell, I think it's just unbelievably important from that side. Mm-hmm. I think people will go with people that they trust. Mm-hmm. I think there's a huge bit in that with business. And so mm-hmm. I feel like if you can build, we talk about that a lot, where if you can build a relationship over a transaction um, and really care about the person and do things like, mm-hmm. you know, ask them how their kids are doing or remember their name every once in a while or, you know what I mean, actually ask them how life is going or whatever it may be. Um, doesn't mean you have to take up all your time with that, but I think it's important to really remember like, okay, yes, they are a client. They are for business. I make money because of this, but like also just remember like they are a human as well. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes if you take that and really run with that, I think more business will actually come your way in the end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even my thought too was within business, um, having a good working relationship with other people in your professional circle Mm -hmm. is so important because referrals... And there's just so yep. many, so many things that come from even just being kind, mm-hmm. you know, I think caring is king. And when you can show care to other people within your professional circle, you just mm-hmm. never know what's going to come back. Mm-hmm. You or never you never know when your company is going to go out of business and you mm-hmm. need a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people forget about all the little nuances of like what relationships do. People mm-hmm. like I create stuff on YouTube helping people do like what I do mm-hmm. in hopes that like they'll learn from it. Like I'm giving away knowledge and that whole, that whole, and not that I'm an expert, but I'm, I'm telling other companies how to like succeed in what we've succeeded in. Mm-hmm. People don't really realize how like that actually benefits you in the long run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you also just never know. You never know when the, the guy that has been learning so much from you, so much from you, then eventually realizes he doesn't want to own a business, but he's really good at the work mm-hmm. that he actually does. And then you now, he reaches out to you and now you're a friend with that person that was doing what you did or someone else is working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. There's just value in mm-hmm. just having people in your network, not just yeah. being friendly to the people that you can get business from because you don't know. Mm-hmm. We've been referred from other companies of mm-hmm. people that we don't even necessarily know and hopefully it's because obviously people see us as a friendly company, mm-hmm. but you just never know where business comes from. That's why I tried as hard as I can to never evaluate like if a person can bring me business mm-hmm. because we've gotten business from people that we would have never, you would have never Thought. said to yourself like, yeah. I don't really think that person can can actually make me money. Yeah. Everyone knows someone. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. You really don't know. That's why I look at every single person as quote unquote a friend in a way, you know, but yeah. then at the same time in the back of my mind, I'm not taking advantage or anything like that, but I do think about, I'm like, what could this be? Could this be a business transaction down the road? And so I'm like, you know what? Let me care for them and try and just be friends with them because mm-hmm. you really don't know. Like he's saying, like mm-hmm. you could walk into a gas station, meet somebody that's mm-hmm. getting iced tea. <laughs> You don't know where they work, where they could work, who they know, who their uncle is. You just don't know these things. And so it's like you never, I never take chance. Every time I'm always out, I look at it like each person could be something in the future. Mm -hmm. So let me at least care for them and Mm -hmm. get to know them. And it could really benefit you for business in the future, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And people look at your character, I think, more than anything. Mm -hmm. Even when, when Tom was here, he talked about one of the reasons why he hired scaling creative Mm -hmm. and was 
was because of you, Scott, you know, and he noticed your character and your integrity and mm-hmm. just your excellence in the things that you do. Mm-hmm. And then when he found out what you actually do, mm-hmm. he wanted to hire you because and I and true character is revealed in the way you treat people that you don't need. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that that people notice character and they also mm-hmm. notice passion. Mm-hmm. And when you're passionate about what you do and there's care behind it, I, I think you're going to be fine in business mm-hmm. and in life. Yeah. And I think it's depending on the field you're in, like we're in a field that everyone of any age could essentially use our services, mm-hmm. meaning video. Like mm-hmm. we, we, a personal brand or a business, a young person, an old person doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So it's even easier for us to not look at a relationship and be like, can I get his business? Because I think everyone could use mm-hmm. what we offer. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of obviously whether they can afford it, whether they do is another story. Yeah. But it's different if like your niche is uh, so, so specific that, yeah, not everyone necessarily might be able to get you business. Mm-hmm. But like we said, you don't know who knows who, mm-hmm. but – our, I think our niche is just so large yeah. because of the value that I think is in video for years to come mm-hmm. that everyone is a potential client. Mm-hmm. Maybe not today, but two years from now right? or three years from now or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's also good for you in the other way as well, as well, like not to be selfish, but like when you are friends with other business owners, they have other services that you may need yeah. and then yeah. you can go to them and support their business in those mm-hmm. times and then again, they'll think of you when they yep. need your service. So it's it's just, mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge fan of like supporting other people's businesses that I'm friends with or mm-hmm. that I know. I think it's I think it's really fun. Yeah, and with us, because we offer more than video production, it's like there are a lot of video production people that I know that may want to refer us to help with other things that they don't offer. Right. So, mm-hmm. so it's just good. I, I want to be someone that people want to pass on, even though they know that there's a chance that like we could take business from them. Mm-hmm. Because essentially, there are going to be times that I've had to pass work on as well. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't have that many people that I'd refer because I feel like too many people in our industry are not that way. Mm-hmm. And they're normally like, keep everything to ourselves. Mm-hmm. But the rare that I actually can pass on, like, I love it because mm-hmm. everyone's in a different budget. Everyone's in a different location. Mm-hmm. Part of the network I love building through this online community and YouTube, and that is I'm building people that I know in other areas that I can't service at all particularly, mm-hmm. but how can I equip them locally to be a part of like what we're doing? And yeah, there's just – it's good. Mm-hmm. We talked about relationships kind of in business. Now I wanted to segue a little into relationships in the in the workplace because – you spend 40 hours or however many hours a week. Yeah, more time with employees than yeah, your family. Than with your family. Mm-hmm. And so, it's like 60% of your life working. Mm-hmm. And the relationships are and like 30 sleeping. <laughs> and like and then, 15 with family. Like, it's crazy. And then yeah, there's people really that don't like crazy. what they do. Yeah. You got- it's like the, the fact that there are people that hate what they do and they spend most of their life doing it. They hate what they do and then they don't like the people that they're. Yeah with right so you have a lot of unhappy people (laughs) in the world but there's a few things i think that you can do to improve that but so for you specifically going from a one-man show Mm -hmm. for a while to growing a business and now having employees with different personalities Mm -hmm. and style and and personality styles how have you seen the importance of relationships within the workplace so i think the honest answer is it's, it's actually something that I really struggle with. I really, 
I find it very, very easy to be kind to clients and people that, to a point, I'm thinking they're all business opportunities. Mm. It's it's difficult for me to sometimes balance that kindness versus if you understood how my brain works sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like my brain is always going so much. It's always so focused on like the end goal, so focused on so many things that sometimes it's easy, more times than not, it's easy for me to be direct, as everybody knows. It's easy for me to be colder than people would prefer. And it's not always that I'm trying at all to be that way. It's more of that sometimes the amount of things going on in my brain and the time that I feel like I'm limited to, mm-hmm. I don't have time to be kind. Mm-hmm. And it's not that that's correct, right. but it's like part of the reason you know, why I brought you on Michaela was to somewhat balance that out to a point because it is hard sometimes to have really good relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And even someone like with Pablo, we've had lo- lots of different types of relationships, but it's a hard balance of, you know, all of you I actually have known, everyone that currently works for this company, I I knew before mm-hmm. I kind of brought in. Mm-hmm. And that I think actually makes it, to a point more difficult Mm -hmm. because there's a friendship side of things. There's a worship leader church friend side of things. And then there's a you work for me type of thing. And it's really hard to balance that. Mm -hmm. It's why my wife and I stopped working together very quickly. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to find the balance of you need, I need you to do a job. I need Mm -hmm. to make sure you do a job, but I also need to be nice doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm not always good at that. Um, And, still trying to figure out in real time like mm-hmm. how to get better at that it's really easy for me to be kind to people outside of it if i'm just kind of doing a job and mm-hmm. i will always act professional even if i'm in a bad mood mm-hmm. but i don't hide emotions when i'm with my team so if i'm not in a good mood everybody knows it mm-hmm. and that's not the right way mm-hmm. it's just the way it is right now and i'm trying to get better at it because it is un- i know how unbelievably important it is yes which is why I know I need to figure it out, but it's also why sometimes I just need to be by myself so that I don't affect the workplace. Yeah. So here's, this is actually one of my first points was having self-awareness of your people skills can help you build better relationships in a workplace because knowing yourself and being like kind of even just saying, okay, I recognize right now that I need to be alone Mm -hmm. to kind of fill my tank. Mm -hmm. Is, is so important because otherwise, if you're not aware of that, you can constantly blow up you know, yeah. around people. And being aware, yeah, being aware of what energizes you. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've talked about that before, mm-hmm. I think maybe on my podcast a long time ago, but it's something that has really been brought to my attention yeah. of the importance of it. Yes. So I'm still not sure yet exactly what it is. Right. But, but understanding probably. how important it is when you are out of energy, because yeah. I had a crazy revel- revelation about six months ago or a year ago that I'm not an extrovert mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. which is odd because like everyone that knows me knows that I talk and talk and talk and talk, but I talk and talk and talk when I'm in a really good mood. I want nothing to do with conversation yeah. when I'm not. Yes. And that's not what my brain thought. So now it's like I need to figure out when I'm in a bad mood, I've been really trying to like evaluate what happened over the last 24 to 48 hours to there. put me in that mood? Mm-hmm. And the opposite. When I'm feeling in a great mood, what happened? Mm-hmm. 
That's all about self-awareness. I mm-hmm. could not agree more that it is important to not to realize what ticks you off mm-hmm. that you don't even realize it is this constant trigger happening and you're not in a good mood, not in a good mood, not in a good mood. There's a reason behind it. Yes. Yeah. And people figuring mislabeled. it out is the problem. I've yeah. been mislabeled or they mislabeled mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Introvert, extrovert, mm-hmm. Enneagram numbers, whatever it might be. Sometimes you're you're mislabeled. I know I am actually an extroverted introvert because <laughs> what it is is where you get your energy. I right. love right. people and mm-hmm. I love working the room and saying hi to everyone. And you know, I, I always imagine people have a sign around their neck that says make me feel important. And, you know, I, I love people so much, but I get my energy alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So most people think that I'm extroverted. So it's really where you get your mm-hmm. Energy yes. from. Has anybody else been mislabeled? Nope. <laughs> I know. Yeah. People labels pretty pretty. Yeah, people know. Yeah. I like people, and I get energy from people, yes. and and being alone too. But I, I mainly people. Like I just people, yeah. yeah. Like and Jenny makes fun of me all the time. Yeah, and your wife and I talked about that like crazy. Yeah. Like she is She's very similar to me. Yeah. Yes. In the manner that she can be really really excited about people, yeah. and other times not at all. Yeah. And when it's not. It's and not it's like, right. It goes yeah. like this. I yeah. feel like so fast. Oh, she hits a wall. Yeah, we call it the yeah. people wall. Yeah. yeah, and she hits it hard. You know, and <laughs> and I know that because you know. But that's another reason why I think we get along pretty well because we were we were friends first before mm-hmm. this even began. Mm-hmm. We're still friends. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but 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 we also like it's interesting because you, ha- you have to understand like there's times where I'm talking to Scott and it, there's a friend hat on. And then there's the worship leader hat on, and then there's also the business, the the boss hat yeah. too. And you know, so you have to be very respectful of each of those positions. Mm-hmm. And I think that one thing with Scott that I've learned, and even with Jenny too, because my wife Jenny, like she will hit a wall, or maybe Scott might hit a wall. And the one thing I've learned to do is to not think, take things too personally. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I detach emotion when I need to, and I also attach it when I need to. And I've trained myself to kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important to like sometimes when Scott's just not in a good mood or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. I just have to understand like his goal at the end of the day, like I know where his heart's at and he's looking to get things done with excellence and he wants the best for everybody really. But like sometimes getting there for him is just not the smoothest and like Mm -hmm. that's okay. Um, Not not that that's correct like he said, but like I understand it. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you can work with somebody and understand that, I think it's so important to just really understand who they are, what their heart actually is and then work with them through those tough times so that it's, it's not, you know, you're not walking away hurt every single time with things or whatever it may be. And yes. I think that takes time. I mean, Pablo and I have worked together for many years, mm-hmm. and then we were mm-hmm. friends before that, that mm-hmm. Pablo is probably the most used to just me than anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he definitely realizes that the many different stages of like how I can act. And so it's almost like, yeah, you got to keep like on a level plane of like, don't take anything too critically because most mm-hmm. times it's not even actually try- – I'm not even trying to be. Mm-hmm. But also Pablo, I've learned, works well sometimes with direct mm. response on things. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of like the, the also the self-awareness of how other people are. Yes. Like I know that Mindy and females in general are more – sensitive and don't necessarily like my directness nearly as much so it's hard to find the balance because it's also just like it's not easy to be someone else Mm -hmm. i'm the way i am you're the way you are Mm -hmm. not that either way is perfect but it's still not easy to just change who you are Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't matter how kind you want to be. And the interesting thing is, like you said, your wife hits a hits a people wall. Mm-hmm. I'm interesting because I don't ever hit a time in a day where I'm suddenly like, I just don't want to deal with people anymore. The problem is if my wall starts, it's not coming down until the next day mm. or, or, or whatever triggers me to be in a better yeah. mood. If I'm currently in a good mood and I'm talking to people and I'm in it, mm. I'm fine. I don't run out of that energy. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes hard for me to get the energy to actually want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what I'm trying to figure out. Mm. It's yeah. like, what in the world gets mm. me? I want you to mood. take the Enneagram test. It is so good. It's something that I'm kind of obsessed with right now. Cool. And if you're watching or listening, I highly recommend mm-hmm. taking the test because it's... We'll put the link to it in the show notes so that in case you don't know how to spell it or whatever. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good That's a good point. But yeah. So once you know your number and then you know like your wing and mm-hmm. it also explains to you what number you go to in stress... And in strength, because it's crazy how, you know, your, your personality is, is like the strongest personality is here, whatever number that is. And then you're like, but why do I get like this when I get stressed out? It's like, you're like a different person, but it's really helped me to understand myself. Mm -hmm. And also then I have my friends or people that I work with or whatever here take this (laughs) because I want a better understanding of you and it's so it's helpful to know now you guys have learned it from years of you know living it out but taking a test sometimes is just easier I think learning it is not even necessarily probably the right answer (laughs) it's more of understanding it understanding it yeah because this, like, that's the thing is I don't beat around the bush with anything I say, mm-hmm. which is also why, like, I'm not at all saying that this is a spot that I've mastered in life at all. Mm. Not at all. It's one thing. And to then say. you surround yourself with people who have strengths that you don't mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. And then as a team and as a core group of people, we all have different strengths. And then as a team, we're so much better. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was about to say. So the way that I look at it a lot of the time with Scott, I know some of his weaknesses and what they are. And so, but he's still the boss of a business and needs to run it. So the way that I look at it is it's like, okay, if I can like alleviate some of the stresses that I can at least control, Mm -hmm. which is like, sometimes if he says something and I don't like what he says, I kind of think like, okay, if I say sounds good right now and I can just go ahead and take care of the thing because at the end of the day, it's going to be, now sometimes, yes, I have to address things or whatever, but a lot of the time I'm thinking like, okay, if I can do what I can to alleviate some of those stresses so that he can, can like run the business better. Mm-hmm. That means that we all win mm-hmm. in the end. So I kind of look at it like in that way of like, what can I do to at least help in some of these situations so that he can do his job better? That's what I think, yeah. you know, to help people lead better. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Yeah, no, I, I think you do a good job with that. And I think that what I've also realized is the importance that, especially in my personality, I have to kind of set aside time to, to, say to somebody, like, I need your honest feedback. Like, mm-hmm. tell me how you're actually doing. Mm-hmm. Because I have always wanted to set up, you know, quote, unquote, open door policy that you feel like you can come to me for anything. Mm-hmm. But it's one thing, a lot of leaders have their doors wide open, but no one walks in the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, our situation, you can always walk in the room, <laughs> the office is open. But the whole point being, like, I do want to set up the idea that people should be able to give honest feedback. I think mm-hmm. Pablo is obviously good at, like, yeah, there are times that 
There are times that it's probably not a great idea to push back. There are other times that he will. Then there are other times that I will have a conversation and be like, the door is open. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a leader, it is very important to, as much as you can, try to set up an environment, which I try to do as much as possible, of like not always – there have been a lot of times that like with Pablo, for example, or other people that I haven't necessarily loved the direction that they went in something and I'm like, you know what, let's do it, mm. even internally because there's two great things that happen when you let someone do something that, that is not you. Mm-hmm. A, you're going to learn from it and you're going to be like, that was way better than I thought it was. Or B, it's going to fail miserably and they're going to learn. Maybe it's not always the way it sh- I should think it should be either. Mm. I've realized that is such a humongous thing that I – realize is that if we're talking about client work, for example, there may be an editor, something that Pablo does that I'm like not crazy about. But ultimately, I know the client doesn't know the internal conversation or my what my mm-hmm. brain thinks is right or what Pablo's does. Mm-hmm. So letting the client see something that I just don't think is, that's just personal preference. But then they'll get an edit and be like, I absolutely loved this one part. And I'm like, that's the part that he chose. Stop, man. <laughs> or other times they'll be like, hey, I don't like that. Now, if I go back and say, hey, they hated the transition we did, mm-hmm. and, he, and he knows he did it, he learns from it, mm-hmm. and vice versa. If they're like, I love this edit, I'm like, okay, maybe I don't need to be as critical because yeah. who's not happy with it, right. me or the client? Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't always need to be me. Mm-hmm. And so I just think there's so much value in letting certain decisions happen. There are mm-hmm. times that you have to make the decision that I'm going to say, no, I don't want this to happen. Right. But I think I'm getting better at not – over critiquing every little tiny thing mm-hmm. other times are better than not but i i think there's lots of value in mm-hmm. both people learning from certain things yeah what do you think mindy you've worked here now for a solid four months four months <laughs> yeah four uh, long months no i think for me it's <laughs> been an adjustment that. working for somebody because coming off of yeah. doing basically freelance work for over 10 years isn't it funny that everyone here has realized that no one worked for anybody before me yeah. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. No one had a job. No. Actually, you guys were all jobless. <laughs> no, continue your thought. But that's just, a, I just realized yeah. that. No yeah. one's ever worked under a nine to five. I, I did. I worked at a supermarket a long, in high school. A while school, ago? Yeah. Before you were freelance. Before I was okay, freelance. That, uh, okay. I, did, okay. I did work for another that's crazy. A nonprofit okay, company, print shop. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I did work. For a company, but we all but came all from entrepreneurial, but yeah, oh, for sure. So, yeah. I, yeah, but that has been an adjustment because it's like as a freelancer, you have freedom over your time, your schedule, everything like that. And mm-hmm. so, to come in and work for somebody else, it's 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 an adjustment. And I think for with this situation, it's been an adjustment because it's like it's an adjustment for both of us mm-hmm. and for all like the team because it added one more person in, and it's just yeah. it's a different flow of people and mm-hmm. it's that new norm figuring it out. And it's like you know, getting up and going to work, you know, that that's new for me. Like mm-hmm. I haven't had that in mm-hmm. 10 years. So that was a big adjustment, but, um, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a two way street. It's, it's me communicating my frustrations and it's mm-hmm. also in like where I need help and where, um, and it's got communicating with me what he needs. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely a two way street of communication and communication yeah. is communication. huge. Yeah. And the hardest part about, I think we're, where we're at is that every one of you have different positions essentially than you necessarily were brought on for because that's part of the reality of like, you know, the first 10 people that are hired of a company, mm-hmm. 
probably never stick to because when you first start, you're doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And as you get bigger and bigger and bigger, you do less and less yeah, and yeah. less, but more of that less. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's, you know, I think what's unique about just the situation we're in is that yeah. things just shift a lot. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that's something I do appreciate about you and that so many people don't do is is that they hire somebody and they put them in a position and they might not be good at that mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And and that it might not be where their skill or strength is. And so they just plot along. And when you're not doing something you're good and skilled at and really makes you're good at, you you don't necessarily be happy. You're not yeah. happy you're not and you're happy. not a happy employee. Yeah. And your employer's not happy because you're not doing the best job. And so it's like sometimes changing things up and coming at things from a different perspective really can change the environment and mm-hmm. make things more productive. I remember one of my former bosses used to say, he's like, I just don't want you to be a chair warmer. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't want you to fill that seat and just warm that seat. I want Mm -hmm. you to be actually like doing something. And I just don't want somebody sitting in the seat to just warm the seat. Mm -hmm. And I really understand that better now, but I think it's so true. No. And I think that that's something that I try very hard to do is if I have someone in a position and I realize that is just not their skill set, it's not my instinct to be like, well, this ain't working out. It's my instinct to say, I know they're good at things. Mm-hmm. What things are they great at? And then I just have to hope, obviously, that I also still have the money and, and the needs to do it. <laughs> but I think that's unbelievably important because I also want people to know, like, the job that you're hired for is not necessarily what you're going to do forever. Mm-hmm. Meaning if you're a little bored or a little unhappy with certain things that you're doing now, that's not forever. Mm-hmm. Is a stage. Like mm-hmm. when you go from when there's 100 employees, I promise everyone won't be doing the same thing that they will. Right. But I think that that's what is is good because I think that I, I heard someone recently talk about this, probably Gary Vee, um, just about how different, what? how that? different, <laughs> how different people are driven by different things yes. at different stages in life. Yes. Like Pablo at 25 years old is driven by different things and different things make him happy or then they might at 30. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people realize that either. Like Mindy at 20 wanted different things than she does now. And as an owner, if I always think that someone might come on and what drives them is just they want to keep making more and more and more and more money. Mm -hmm. And then they suddenly have a family, and now what's most important to them? That they have weekends off. Yeah. And then what's now important to them is that they get 13 weeks of vacation, Mm -hmm. and they'll make less money to do it. Right. Everyone just changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, your life changes, and it determines kind of how, what is your, what actually now makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And as a boss, you kind of have to adapt, or people will leave. Yes. Absolutely. And I think it's too important to know what's oftentimes, like, what's going on in your person in, in people's personal lives mm-hmm. because that'll affect what you're oh, like at work. 100%. And and it's like so often everybody's like, you need to just check your personal life at the door. And that's not the case. It's not that easy. Right. And it's not that easy. Right. And I mean you have to do that to a certain degree. Mm. But it's so important to know what's going on in everybody's personal life because mm-hmm. you'll be better able to help them out. And if mm-hmm. it's just meaning that you take them to lunch someday right. and that's mm-hmm. it. And that's that's all they need, or it's just you buy them a coffee, and that mm-hmm. is how they do it. Yep. Or you, you know, to know people and who they are. And I think that was one important thing for me when I came on is is that I wanted to get to know everybody better, right? Mm-hmm. Because I want to know 
you all as individual right. people yeah. yep. and not just outside of the workplace, but just, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can work together better. Yep. And mm-hmm. I, I could think and I think that was something important for all of us too. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like love languages in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, yep. you have to understand what, mm-hmm. what going back to like what energizes people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What makes people happy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good leaders know that and yeah. they take the time to recognize those mm-hmm. things. I used to have, profile cards for every single one of my clients. Well, I still do. And on the back of them, I have all these notes. Hmm. And I like to write them down. Other people put them in the online version of things. But when I call that person, I can look back at some of my notes and be like, how was Susie's yep. you know, first day? Yep. Or, or I know that like little Sally wasn't feeling good last week. How's she doing this week? And when you hmm. can notice things about other people, it says so much. Mm-hmm. And they will be with you for a long time in mm-hmm. business, even through mistakes. Like we talked about last podcast, you know, pe- when you love people well, they'll love you through some of mm-hmm. your mistakes. I feel like if people really, really know your heart, yes, that helps a lot of situations. Yes. It really, really does. But I think that, yeah, you have to let people know your heart mm-hmm. when they start. Yeah. That that's that can be the hard thing, yeah. Because you can't just instantly expect that people are going to see it. Mm-hmm. But being brand new and they've never really experienced it, like how would they? Yeah. How would they see it? Yeah, it's one thing for people. People are always going to have an outsider perspective on everything. Mm-hmm. But what should be the most important is like the ten people that know you the best. Mm-hmm. What do they really think about you? Mm-hmm. Because that's really who you are. Mm-hmm. The people that know you the best. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not always great with being as patient with my wife and kids as I am with work sometimes and i think a lot of people are guilty of that yeah but that's not okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we need to figure out like you said checking your checking your you know heart at the door and, and just disconnecting from work is not easy for people yeah i don't care how much you say that that's important right if you have a crappy day at home yeah or at work yeah it affects other things there's no yeah, yeah. way to not yep. and if you somehow have a science of how to mm-hmm. to to instantly turn that off mm-hmm. Please comment and tell us what that is, <laughs> because there's just no way. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I don't know how that would be possible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, to just instantly be like, "What an awful day!" Hi, honey, so <laughs> good to see you. Work was oh, yeah. the worst, <laughs> but it's just great. Like I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've like trained myself to do that though. Like I've learned that like because sometimes my problems don't have to be put on on other people that don't have anything to do with it. Oh, yeah. So like sometimes I've learned. I mean, don't get me wrong. Trust me, there's times where you ha- you just can't control because you have so many things going on or something really bad happened, whatever it may be. But I've learned that, like, I try and I really, that's one thing I've always tried to do is put some myself in other people's shoes in just about every single situation. Sometimes I've done it so much that I forget about my own shoes, you know? So, but I, I think, like, sometimes I just don't want to bring other people into that problem, you know, because it's not theirs. It's like, right. you know what I mean? It's mine. And so I'm trying to, like, as best I can take control of that problem or that situation and if i need to like you know we've talked about this before but sometimes you don't you just like i've learned that you sometimes if you leave your problems in the car they'll be there when you get back like (laughs) sometimes you just need to for a minute for a minute yeah Yeah. just like okay this sucks but like i'm just gonna leave this here for a minute let me go do this not fake but just yeah you know as best as i can and then i'll I'll address this later so just you know having discernment to like kind of figure out when is the right time Mm -hmm. and then there's things in life that you have to address right away that you can't there was a i went through this thing I'm called a life plan with a guy that does some this um it's not counseling but whatever it is it was like a really good thing but he talked a lot about that energy cycle about like what brings you energy but most mm-hmm. importantly helping 
you to understand the importance of the people around you needing to know that, like my wife being one of them. It's like when I come in in a bad mood or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. if what energizes me is a 15-minute walk, which is not what energizes me, (laughs) but if it was, it's important for the people around you to be like, I know that you worked all day but mm-hmm. you still need time yourself to like re-energize. It's right. important for people around you and spouses mm-hmm. and people closest mm-hmm. to you to really understand your relationship to like your personality mm-hmm. in a big way. Yeah. Like my wife is super energized, but like actually sometimes being by herself and watching Netflix, that's entirely opposite for me. Mm-hmm. But it would be wrong of me to be like, you're in a bad mood, but you just want to sit around and watch that. Like that energizes her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she needs to also help and you know, understand what helps me. Mm-hmm. And when you know people's triggers, mm-hmm. you can try to stay away from them. Mm-hmm. Or when you start to know the triggers of this will actually make them really happy, even yeah. though I don't feel like doing it. I know yeah. that if I go get Swedish fish at the store and I bring her, like it'll, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh. But and I think it takes the- not being selfish. And that's yes. a huge thing yeah. for me. Mm. Like it's just easy. It is so much easier to be selfish mm-hmm. than it is to care for other people. Yeah. And I think it's too, it's like, knowing that what what might comfort you doesn't comfort that other yeah. person. Mm. And that's sometimes very hard yes. for people to understand is just that like it, you know, for your wife, for instance, like watching Netflix and it's just like getting past that, that that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've had to learn a lot mm-hmm. since getting married is just is that what, <sighs> what I'm love languages. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's like that, he processes Tom processes things differently yeah. than yeah. me, and yeah. that what what emotionally like what he needs to do to recharge is totally mm-hmm. different than how I yep. recharge. Right, and it's hard. It's yeah, really absolutely. hard to do something that you actually don't like, mm-hmm. knowing that it's because they like it that you need to. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, that is it. That is completely turning off any sort of natural human tendency to be selfish yeah. and say I want this doesn't energize me at all. Yeah. <laughs> But I have to do this because yeah. it energizes you. Yeah, that's I f- not easy to do. I find joy in it. It's kind of weird. I find joy in like well, and like weird. I am weird. <laughs> but like I just find joy in like when other people are enjoying something. Like for example, yeah. like we'll, we'll drive home and like you'll play music and like sometimes it's not the music that I think I would want to listen to, but sometimes it is. But sometimes it's not. And so I'm like, but it's fine. I, I find I know you're like enjoying it. So I'm like, I almost love that feeling of helping other people find joy in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And like, that's something I just like to do, but cause you're a two. I am a two. Yes. I don't know any of these numbers. Yeah. Well, we'll figure that out. <laughs> we'll figure that out. I already know yours. Don't say I don't know. Let's, let's just wait. Let's just wait. Let's <laughs> no wait. Gotta figure yeah. it out. That'll have to be a special podcast. A yeah. real time, a real time. Just real time. <laughs> here's, here's the thing that I wanted to say though, like to kind of close this thought out is that like, I think all of these things have to be figured out only in person. Things can only be fixed in person i feel like there's no text message that can fix these things there's no like phone call or none of that works like it has to be email Mm -hmm. not that we email around here (laughs) it can be fixed this company this company (laughs) only slack this this company does not email (laughs) but no all these things have to be figured out like this Mm -hmm. in person face to face talking eye to eye like it's the only way to do it okay that's my life heartbeat to heartbeat it is like because people try and hide behind a text message, yeah. they try to hide behind a keyboard, and right, they try right. and you know show emotion in that way. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. Yeah, you can never truly see what people. The amount of times we've all right. sent a text to someone and they flip out, mm. and they're like, "Whoa, 
I didn't. Because right, you read. Why did you take it that like you read things certain ways? Well, and you might yeah. naturally just do say something really fast just because yeah. you're saving time. Right, right, right. It's right. not about being yeah. short. It's yeah. about you don't feel like texting long. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then they they're like, okay, sorry, and I'm like, what? What, yeah, yeah. what did you read? Like you like go back and read yeah, it. You're yeah. like, uh, hello. That's actually why like I use primarily voice, voice? in everything yeah. that I do. Yeah. Because it does save me time, but it also I think you can actually hear yes. me better. You can hear what sure. I'm actually saying a little bit better and whether or not I'm actually Yeah. People read into like all caps. Why yeah. did he capitalize that? Why yeah. did he not do that? Why didn't he put a period there? Yeah. Should have been like, is he still talking? I don't know. It's just. Sometimes even like, so my mom will just be like, thanks, you know, and I read it like, thanks, you know, exactly. or like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with that? That actually yeah. happened the other day. Somebody like Scott texted somebody and then that person that texted me was like, hey, is like Scott mad at me or something? <laughs> I was like, nah, he's in a meeting. Like, it's just, he just quick yeah. said, okay, or something. Like, he's yeah. not mad. He's just, you know. Yeah. No, but that's a really good point, though. Mm-hmm. Just the, the heartbeat to heartbeat kind Has of stuff, to be. voice, and you know, really people being able to to hear your heart. So, as we wrap this up, I want to give you guys a couple tips for how to build better relationships with people around you. The first one being, listen more than you talk. I think we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. I like that. So I'm going to give this one to Pablo because you're really good at this. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, no, one thing that I found that's really worked for me, and I was taught this, and maybe you've heard this before, but I really love the the when you come across somebody new, because a lot of times when people start a new conversation with new people, mm-hmm. they don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like, yeah. uh, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. See ya. Yeah. I like your shirt. <laughs> yeah. I like your shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't know where to go. And so I think that this little roadmap has helped me. And now it, this little roadmap that I have can turn into hours of conversation. So um, the first thing is it's an acronym. It's called FORM. So you start with family, go to occupation, you go to recreation, and then to motivation. So these are four different questions that you can ask. And so what I mean by that is family, you know, uh, where are you from? What do you, where, where do you live? Do you live close by? Those kinds of questions. Um, how many kids do you have? Whatever it may be. Um, are you married? All that. Then occupation. What do you do for a living? How long have you been doing that? Oh, do you like doing that? Oh, great. Wonderful. And then recreation. What do you like to do? Mm-hmm. What do you like to do for fun? What do you do? All these things. And then motivation. What is something that you'd love to do? If you had no limitations, like what's like, what's a dream of yours? What's a bucket list thing you'd like to do? Mm-hmm. And those kinds of questions, I went through them fast, but like that kind of stuff can lead to hours of conversation. And like you said, listening more than you talk, Mm -hmm. I think is really good. So one thing I've learned to do in conversation with everybody is just ask a lot of questions. Because most people, you're going to come across the weird one every once in a while that doesn't want to talk to you. And if you have any sort of social cues, you can just stop the conversation there. But... (laughs) But if they, most people, their favorite topic is themselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you can le- learn their name and then those different things from there, mm-hmm. it's easy conversation for now them. Now you had one I remember a long time ago. How do you stop a conversation? <laughs> you normally have to use the bathroom. Yep. I really got to use the bathroom right now. <laughs> well, that's a good one. I, I literally just let, listen to a podcast about um, having a small bladder will help your relationships. <laughs> Seriously. Because the hardest part is sometimes stopping a conversation. Yeah. yeah. No, it you is. Doing all those things that could be 4 hours. It, what yeah. if you what if you're it what is. if you're at a networking, you know, event yes. you, you can't have 5 hour relationship. No, yeah. you're right. No, conversation. You're right. Yeah. One thing I do usually is I let them know we're about to give away Pablo's secret. If you ever hear this, he's done with the This is the secret. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, if you're ever at church and this is what I say, oh, there you go. No, I'm just kidding. No, it, it, a lot of the time, especially when you're busy, you have to go somewhere. Yeah. So you have to let, the, yeah. just being honest with them and letting them know, like, listen, I really, really appreciate your time, whatever it may be, and just let them know, I really have to get to this, but let's definitely connect soon. And then I'll mm-hmm. shoot them like a text message right after mm-hmm. 
that interaction saying like, hey, it was really good to see you. Yeah. Let's talk again soon. And just that text sometimes alone can let them know like, I actually care, but I really have to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes if you just have a kid and need to chase your kid, then you can do that too. So yeah. that works really well. <laughs> also, another shout out to a podcast that is phenomenal and is so much about this conversation is called The Jordan Harbinger Show. I met Jordan a couple um, years ago. I actually had him on my podcast, but he's got one of my favorite podcasts, but it's mm-hmm. so much built around relationships. He's got like mm-hmm. an actual course called like Six Minute Networking, mm-hmm. talking about how you have six minute conversations all the time, mm-hmm. how you keep your network big and big and big and big and big because right. ultimately it always helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uses an app that I haven't even used, but I can literally praise the app because I guarantee you it's actually what I'm probably going to start using. It's an app called Contactually. Mm-hmm. It is literally... A CRM for relationships, meaning it's a it's a client. It's essentially what you do for business with leads and all that, but it's only based on relationships. Love for that. you to remember things about people, for you to remember to talk to people, for you to remember mm-hmm. what you talked about last. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with numbers and sales, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Mm-hmm. It's all about having a contact list of people that you actually mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so that you just keep up to date with people. Mm-hmm. Because part of his six-minute networking thing is like every single day for six minutes, you should go to the very bottom of all your text messages and yeah. text the last person and just say hello yeah. and not ask for anything. Yeah. Like just have yeah. a conversation. Mm-hmm. doesn't work for me because I delete all my text messages, but <laughs> of course. So check out his, his a really good podcast yeah. all about that. For sure. That actually seg- segues me into the next um, point, which is invest – what? I said perfect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> invest the time into building relationships. So devoting part of your day to connection, whether it's responding to a text message or writing somebody a card, which is, I know, old school, but I love writing notes to people. There's something I won't. I won't about. push back on that because <laughs> it'll come. Here, keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pop into their office during lunch or respond to a post of theirs, like genuinely respond to a post. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's easy to like something or just quickly comment, but really mm-hmm. genuinely answer somebody or comment to somebody um, or and try face-to-face. So some people who maybe aren't strong in relationships, you might need to literally schedule this into your day. 100%. Connection time. Yes. And then some people like me, you need to almost dial it back mm-hmm. a little bit so you can focus more on your work because I love people so much. Yeah. I could spend hours talking but I kind of need to do almost the app. I well, still need to schedule it, but make mm-hmm. it a smaller. Yeah, I literally schedule time into my day a lot of times, like for social media. Mm. Obviously, because it's a business side of it right, that's right. important, but right. it's okay to like schedule certain time to do certain things that feel like what most people would say is a waste of time mm. if you just are good with scheduling it. Mm-hmm. It's same like, you know, I get on certain people at times because. They te- they seem to be playing with their phones all the time, mm-hmm. and they'll say, "Well, what if people need me?" Well, then schedule five minutes every hour or three minutes to just check that no one actually needs you, and then move on. Yeah, because the ten seconds that you check it text is not the big deal. Mm-hmm. It's the times that by a hundred in an hour, and then right. times that by how much it's taking your energy to get back into what you were currently yes. doing. You're wasting hours and hours and hours on end. 100%. So if you need to schedule, if you think you're such an important person that the world is falling apart without you responding, put time aside to do it. But most importantly, people will stop texting you during work if you stop responding. Yes. Yep. So we train just people. Put, yeah, you train people yep. that you they text, you answer. Yes. 
And then those are the same people that when you don't respond for 10 minutes, they're like, is everything okay? I know. Yeah, it's called I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> so you you determine like what that relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. I've definitely learned that a lot from Scott, actually, because like I'm the kind of person that like if there's a thing in my inbox, I'm like, I got to I got to answer. Like, I got to, mm-hmm. I got to say something. Otherwise, they're going to think I died or something. You know what I mean? Like, that used to kind of like my mental, that used to be what I thought. And I've learned that, like, you need to really guard your time. You need to really yeah. let people know that yeah. you have to, just as as much as you may respect them and their time, you have to, they have to respect yours. Mm-hmm. And so I'm learning that now, like, work is work time. And yes, you can schedule times. And, and, but then also when I'm off of work, that's, you, you respect that time of like, you know, time with family. And you're not, mm-hmm. you know, I try not to, to mix both, even though, like, I do like to think of like work as an all the time thing because I really do enjoy it. But yeah, I'm trying to learn to like when I'm doing something, I focus on that thing. And when I'm doing something else, I focus on that thing and not letting people get in the way of that. Yeah, it's the reason why we use Slack or we use other forms of communication for work-based things Mm -hmm. because the idea being that like you shouldn't blend work and text messaging because like I can't expect you to turn that off at night, but like, you know, all of you know that I'll randomly write things to Slack all the time because if it comes in my brain. Yeah. But you can put do not disturb on like those specific work based mm-hmm. apps and not feel like you're being disconnected from the world. But same thing in the daytime. Like mm-hmm. you should you should be respectful of people's time that you are working for them for. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you're working under I mean in this case you're working under my time, but if you're working for someone else, you're working under their time and it's just respectful. Yeah. Like you may feel bad for not responding to your husband or your, but they won't like if you also lose your job. Yeah. yeah. And True. there's nothing that will frustrate a boss more than feeling like you are wasting mm-hmm. their money and their time. Mm-hmm. Like when you stop an activity. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And then you go to something else and you come back, so it takes five times longer to get back to where you were. I know. People don't realize that. Right. Mm-hmm. They think for it's sure. a five second, I just need to send a quick text. It's, it's not, not about that quick yeah. text. Yeah. Your brain not. doesn't work that yes. way. Now your brain's thinking about mm-hmm. what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable efficiency. Man. Yeah. So scheduling that, scheduling that time to invest in building relationships and, you know, I think that's definitely important. The next thing I have on there is just to appreciate others. So show your appreciation whenever somebody helps you and everyone and that could be your boss or a coworker. It could be the janitor that's cleaning the office. I think one of the most important things to do is just appreciate because people will stay where they feel valued. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, people it, work harder when they feel cared for. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So appreciate others. I've actually made a challenge to myself because a lot... You know how like you think things but don't say anything? Yes. I've made a challenge to myself every single time I think of something, mm-hmm. obviously within reason. You have to because mm-hmm. sometimes there's so many thoughts. But but, but yeah, I, back to I the distractions. Yeah, there's just yeah, <laughs> to all the way back. But like I try my best. Like the moment I see like, wow, that's a, that's a cool pair of shoes or whatever. Yes, I'd say it. Yes, I do my best to say it. Or like that was really you. You know what you did back there? Like how you said like thank you to that person. Yeah. That was really nice. Like are just saying those things. Yeah. Yeah. I try my best to as much as I can say stuff mm-hmm. so that making that appreciation vocal. Yeah. Because I feel like people don't. You think it, but you don't. You don't say it. And I think some people, sometimes people need to hear that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And your your kids; those are some of the things that your kids notice. My mom is so complimentary of other people, and my dad said that when there was one time when I was five and we were in the grocery store line, and I could I could barely see the guy, but I said sir, you have a really nice tie. Like, it looks really nice on you. And I'm five and, like, super tiny. And he's like, thank you so much. You know, my dad was like, what is going on? <laughs> but it's because my mom 
mm-hmm. does yep. it all of the time. So even just something that you learn today on this podcast could really benefit your yep. children for generations to come. So it's kind of cool. Sure. The next thing is to be positive. Focus on being positive because it attracts, it's attractive and it's contagious to other people. So when you're working with people or wanting to build better relationships, being positive and seeing the, the beautiful things in life are really important. It sounds corny, mm-hmm. but it's really effective. I think Gary Vaynerchuk says a lot of good things, but one of my favorite things that he always says is make positivity louder. I yes. think it's so yep. vitally important because it just benefits everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people, you can look at this world and feel like it's super negative, unless, yeah. but the problem is that's what sells on media. So that's what they... That's what they show all the time. True. Mm-hmm. There's so much good things happening in the world. Yes. Human beings are so much nicer than people actually give them credit for. Mm-hmm. The Northeast, not so much. But in general, <laughs> but in general, positive, people yeah. are people are nicer than you give them credit yes. for. Mm-hmm. The problem is people just look at everything negative in it. I'm yeah. guilty of that too. Yeah, yeah. People just look for the negative because yeah. it's more fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think pride gets in the way of of actually even complimenting people mm-hmm. because you want the compliments mm. yep. you want. And I think the more and more that yeah, that's, I love that make positivity louder because mm-hmm. the negativity is only louder because not enough people say kind things yeah. when they think it. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that will listen to podcasts or watch YouTube videos and be like, oh, I love that. Awesome. 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 And not hit the like button or not comment. Not that any of that stuff's important for the sake of why you do it, but yeah. But what always shows up in the comments all the time are people that are like, this is the stupidest video I've ever seen. This is the blah, 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 blah. More people should just say it. And I think that goes so well into the last point of what I try to do and I'm getting better at in this workplace, but I used to do it at the church a lot, was try as much as I can to constantly point out things that I notice that are really good because of the fact that when I point out something negative, if I have more negative than positive on a regular basis, you start to not enjoy what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But if you know that I notice the really good things, mm-hmm. when I point out negatives, it shouldn't come at you as harsh. Right. If you are always pointing out good things, right. it's easier to be like, listen, mm-hmm. something you got to work on. Because mm-hmm. you know, I'd prefer to be positive. Mm-hmm. Here's something we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's something obviously I want to get better at, but I know that it's important. Mm-hmm. When I when I have someone that I work with a lot or someone that is a mentor to me or whatever, and they're always encouraging, 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 mm-hmm. I also know that it means something more when they come out something negative because I know that they're not trying to be. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make me better. Mm-hmm. And it's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Good I have stuff. a little challenge. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> it's the time to turn off the podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a challenge for all of us, but also our... You can make me do that Enneagram thing. What's it no. called? Enneagram. Enneagram. Enneagram? Enneagram. Right. We're definitely going to put that in the show notes. I yeah. have E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Sorry. Get to your challenge. Go to your challenge. My challenge is for the next seven days, every single day, do one thing to build a relationship. So take something from this podcast that you learned and apply it to your life. Because the thing is, like, knowledge is great and all. But applied knowledge is really what's going to make a change in your life. So I want you to take one thing and every single day for the next seven days, do something to build a relationship and to make it better. And I want to hear how it goes. So every time you do something, comment or write, like, I just think we can make this world a better place. I could see that like one person being like, yeah, I texted somebody and they didn't say anything. It's going horribly. (laughs) 
This is a terrible start. This is terrible. You have to be positive. That was one of the positive. tips. Use that one instead. No, it would be good. Comment, be good. comment, tell us the impact. When Tom Mario speaks, he the, first, the the start of the thing, he says he makes everyone take out their phones and for 30 seconds just write something nice to somebody that you haven't connected with in a long time. Mm-hmm. Then an hour later, he says, raise your hand if that person responded. And he said it took 30 seconds, and that's how many hundreds of lives right. were impacted exactly. by a 30-second interaction. Exactly. Not as much time as you think. Yeah. No. Right. But and it, that's why it, not being selfish. Alone, we can do so little. But then if all of us do something, like everybody that watches this, all of us here together we can do so much so that's good so thanks for listening yeah thanks for listening comment tell us what you liked share, share it with someone that might need it yeah DM us whatever whatever you want to do yeah we appreciate you listening the world needs more love sweet love <laughs> is good. that too corny no you're gonna cut that out maybe <laughs> maybe let's, let's cut that out <laughs>